0: What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. I know the episode is a little late again this week, but there is a good reason. I went to the Reno gun show last weekend, and I'm going to tell you all about what a shit show it turned into. I'll also be talking about the mass killings of babies by Big Pharma and Pfizer. We will also cover how a lot of people are now pointing to... Monkeypox isn't actually monkeypox. It's the herpes virus triggered by the COVID vaccine. So I got numbers and studies and all that fun stuff to back it up and I will break it all down for you. So sit back and get ready for this. So let's start with the Reno gun show. Now, as a kid, I went to that gun show probably fucking 15 times. It was always huge. There were knife sellers. There were gun sellers. There was ammo, clothing, all kinds of stuff even coins. Well, this one didn't have really any good high quality knives, there was no coin dealers, and it was maybe a quarter of the size it used to be way back in the day. So that was kind of disappointing, but just the beginning of our shit show weekend. We had decided to stay at the Atlantis because it was super close to the Sparks Convention Center. So we go check in, all that shit. We are in our room maybe about an hour and decided, hey, let's go eat. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Atlantis but it's like most casinos where it's a fucking maze and it's extremely difficult to find your way around. So immediately, once we get off the elevator, we see one of the employees who works there and we ask him where this restaurant is and he actually leads us there. It was like across the fucking casino, up two stairs, all this shit so he leads us there and we go in and it's an hour wait and we make reservations cool everything's fine so we decide to go back to our friend's room and i was going to go up to the room and shower so i left just me i get up to the room and this same guy who had just escorted us through the casino up the stairs all that shit to the restaurant was opening my hotel room door like what the fuck is going on here As soon as I see this, I text Garrett, I'm like, there's some dude going in our room. So I go up to him like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, you guys reported there's a water problem? I'm like, no, we haven't been in this room for a fucking hour or so. Nobody from our room reported any water incident. He then proceeds to tell me that someone is inside the room and they have it locked from the inside. I'm like, that's not possible, not at all. We are both out of the room right now. No one else should be in there. So I go to use my key card and it doesn't work. It blinks like 18 times, which signifies it's been deactivated. So I'm like, what the fuck? This is all getting way too weird for me and I'm not trying to get raped or murdered. So I turn around and leave. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I don't want to deal with this shit alone. But by the time I got to the elevator, Garrett was walking out. So I explained to him what happened. And we're like, oh, fuck, no. Let's go talk to the people at the front desk. Let them know what's going on because this is just fucking shady as shit. So we get down there and Carlos, the little pencil neck fucking manager, was totally dismissive. He's like, oh, it was probably just a mistake with the room. I'm like, bullshit. When you call down to the front desk, your room number shows up on their end of it. So they know exactly who's calling. So first of all, he's lying to us. And just was totally dismissive and tried to just like play it off like everything is normal. So Garrett goes and says, keep that guy away from our room or there's going to be a problem. So that's it. We get new keys because our old keys had been deactivated and go do our stuff. It was about time for dinner anyway. So we go up to the restaurant, sit down. Garrett ends up going outside to smoke And suddenly I get a phone call. He's like, there's six security guards surrounding me. They're kicking me out. I'm like, what the fuck? What just happened? So I leave the restaurant and I actually see all these dudes like fucking no shit. Six dudes surrounding Garrett, escorting him out. I go, I'm like, what happened? And as soon as I said that, they said, you need to leave too. I was like, oh shit, what is going on? So apparently when Garrett said, keep that guy away from the room or there's gonna be a problem, they took it as a threat and decided to kick us out even though they're the ones doing some shady shit. Now you guys know I'm a true crime junkie, all that shit. And it's always been my philosophy, if there's some crazy shit going on, fuck if you're rude, who cares? Say something, get yourself out of the situation, blah, blah, blah. I've seen and listened to enough murder documentaries to know women get murdered in hotel rooms all the time. So it was just a total shit show. They ended up not charging us the $400 for the room and we left. I'm telling you guys, it was the worst fucking trip to Reno I've ever had, fuck Reno. But anyway, yeah, women, if you're ever in a hotel room and some shady shit like that goes down, say something, because I don't know what exactly was happening there but I got creepy vibes from this guy, it was just too big of a quinky dink that the same random guy that escorted us to the restaurant is now trying to get into my room and he's lying about us calling in a water problem and that someone was inside the room with it locked. Just a total shit show, fuck the Atlantis, that shit is dangerous as fuck, just allowing these people to go in your room over a fake report. So yeah, totally fun, right? Mm-hmm. But, on the good side, we were able to get some throwing axes, throwing knives, even throwing cleavers from the gun show. So, all in all, fuck that shit not ever going back to Reno. The Reno gun show was tiny and disappointing. So, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, guys. It fucking sucked, though. So, now we're gonna move on to the quote-unquote baby die-off. Former President Clinton advisor, Dr. Naomi Wolf, says court-ordered Pfizer data shows genocidal baby die-off, many heart-damaged children, which Pfizer knew about during the trials. Former Pfizer chief science officer, Dr. Mike Eden, agrees. There is a group of about 3,000 volunteers called War Room Daily Clout, and they've been going over all the Pfizer documents. These people include doctors, RNs, medical fraud investigators, lab clinicians, and research scientists, and they've been at it from the start. There's 55,000 internal Pfizer documents, which the FDA had asked a court to keep under wraps for 75 years. But as you guys know, the court ordered Pfizer to release the documents. The volunteers have confirmed that Pfizer and the FDA knew by december 2020 that the mrna vaccine did not work they waned in efficacy and presented vaccine failure one side effect of getting vaccinated as they knew by one month after the 2020 vaccine rollout Pfizer knew in may of 2021 that 35 minors hearts had been damaged a week after the mrna injection but the FDA rolled out the EUA, which is the Emergency Use Authorization, for teens a month later anyway. And parents did not get a press release from the U.S. government about heart damage till August of 2021, after hundreds of thousands of teens were vaccinated. Now, some of these documents actually stated FDA confidential at the lower boundary of the paper, So Pfizer and the FDA knew that this shit was all bad, that all these celebrities trying to get you to go get the job were wrong. They also knew that the mRNA spike protein lipid nanoparticles did not stay in the injection site in the deltoid, but rather went within 48 hours into the bloodstream. From there, to lodge in the liver, spleen, adrenals, lymph nodes, and if you're a woman, the ovaries. Now check this out. Pfizer and the FDA knew that the Moderna vaccine had 100 micrograms of the mRNA, lipid nanoparticles, and spike protein, which is three times more than Pfizer's 30-microgram dose. The company's internal documents show a higher rate of adverse events with the 100-microgram dose. So at that point, Pfizer stops experimenting with the higher dose, the 100 microgram dose. So like I said, they stopped experimenting with that amount internally due to quote unquote reactogenicity. And those are Pfizer's words. But no one told all the millions of Americans who got that first and second 100 microgram Moderna dose and the boosters. And we all know that Pfizer skewed the trial subjects so that almost three quarters were female, a gender that is less prone to cardiac damage. Pfizer quote unquote lost the records of what became hundreds of their trial subjects. In the internal trials, there were over 42,000 adverse events and more than 1200 people died. Four of those people died the same day they were injected with that poison. Adverse offense tallied up in the internal Pfizer documents are completely different from those reported on the CDC website or announced by corrupted physicians and medical organizations and the hospitals. These include vast columns of joint pain, muscle pain, masses of neurological effects including MS, Bell's palsy, encephaly, every iteration possible of blood clotting, thrombocytopenia, strokes, hemorrhages, and many kinds of ruptures and membranes throughout the human body. Other side effects that Pfizer and the FDA knew about but didn't bother to include on their disclosure paperwork included blistering problems, rashes, shingles, herpetic conditions, indeed a range of blistering conditions oddly foreshadowing the symptoms of monkeypox. Pfizer knew that exposure to the vaccine was defined, in their own words, as sexual contact, especially at the time of conception, skin contact, inhalation, or lactation. Fact checkers are going to deny all this. You might get fucking a strike and violation from social media, but it's fucking real. And I think after I was exposed to those people that had gotten the Kabobovax, And I'm 100% sure of this. I believe I inhaled their nasty ass spike proteins and fucked me up. And to this day, if you talk about shedding the vaccine, the spike protein, you will be censored, you will be deplatformed, and called a misinformation spreading conspiracy theorist. Now you guys know, I've told you a million times about the athletes that are collapsing out in the field, some even dying and doctors acting like they don't know what could be causing it. But BioNTech's SEC filing shows a fact about which the CDC and AMA haven't uttered a word about. Fainting so violently that you may hurt yourself is one of the side effects important enough for their BioNTech to highlight to the SEC. But let's not tell the people, you know, the ones that this shit is being forced on. Now, due to those 3000 volunteers who are going through all of the Pfizer documents, they have confirmed there is a genocide underway, intentionally driven or not. And Israeli journalist Itana Hecht has added her own analysis. So I'll just kind of give you a short summary of the Israeli journalist's information. In July 2021, in Waterloo, Ontario, between the months of January and July 2021, there were 86 babies who were born dead. The baseline rate is usually five to six per year. So one of their MPs, Rick Nichols, actually raised this issue in the parliamentary session with great concern. In response, the Minister of Health gave the answer we're all used to. The vaccine is safe and effective. And just a little side note, in 2020, there was no noticeable rise in stillbirths the year COVID came out. September 2021, Scotland launched its first investigation into abnormal spike in newborn babies deaths that was triggered by surpassing a threshold in infant deaths that hadn't been seen since the 80s. August 2021, NPR reported a survey out of the University of Chicago to investigate reports of changes in menstrual cycles after the vaccine. They received 140,000 responses. In December, 2021, IFV clinics reported unusual issues after the mass vaccination campaign began. And if you want more info on that, go to Steve Kirsch's SubTrack. In January, 2022, the NIH funded a study that was released, which reported a slight casual relationship between COVID 19 vaccines and a lengthier menstrual cycle. Josh Gutzkow reported on data from Rambam Hospital in Israel. Vaccinated mothers were experiencing spontaneous abortions, miscarriages, and stillbirths at a rate that's 34% higher than their unvaccinated counterparts. March 2022. A second investigation was launched in Scotland due to the high rate of infant deaths totaling 18 just for the month of March. Now guys, that is just part of the information. There were so many more reports that I could spend the next two hours telling you guys about it, but it seems that there can indeed be a happenstance genocide. Reproduction itself is targeted intentionally or not by the mRNA vaccines. And if you know the reproduction is harmed and babies and fetuses are harmed, and you know that at this scale, which everyone at Pfizer and at the FDA who read the documents knew. And if you don't stop, does that not fucking equal genocide? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Now the volunteers at the War Room and Daily Clout have confirmed that lipid nanoparticles from the mRNA vaccine traverse the amniotic membrane, so that 100% means that they can enter the fetal environment. We know now it also crosses the blood-brain barrier and the mammary blood barrier. The volunteers went down the rabbit hole with the Pfizer documents, and the reports about pregnancy found that the assurance that the vaccine is safe and effective for a pregnant woman was based on a study of 44 French rats followed for 42 days. And check this out. The scientists who ran the study are shareholders or employees of BioNTech. And that's a problem with a lot of these studies that show the vaccine is safe and effective. They're funded by Pfizer and other big pharma companies. Now, I wanna know how all of these medical professionals are just totally fucking mystified about what is happening with pregnant women after getting the job are they just retarded can they not think for themselves can they not do the most basic of research like i have done it makes no sense i think it's all just coming back down to money now like i said earlier i got a lot of this information from the subtrack of dr naomi wolf and if you guys want to see this article i will link it in the show notes and make it super easy so you can go see All of the information she's putting out. Now, a little earlier, I was talking about the menstrual changes caused by the fucking Kabobo vaccine. That's not even in conspiracy world anymore. NBC News published an article called Menstrual Changes After the COVID Vaccine May Be Far More Common Than Previously Known, a study that found 42% of people with regular menstrual cycles said they bled more heavily than usual after the COVID vaccination. And I can 100% confirm this is true. And not even from the jab. It's from the shedding spike protein. I told you guys this last week. I thought I was going to bleed to death. And not only that, my period was way longer than I've ever had it in my entire life. So this is out of conspiracy land. I know if you would have said something like this maybe six months ago, you would have been censored or banned or deplatformed. But it's fact now, it's no longer conspiracy theory. Now, NBC got their information from a journal called Science Advances, and they had surveyed over 39,000 people, 18 to 80 years old. And like I just said, 42% of people with regular menstrual cycles said they bled more heavily than ever after the vaccination. So now I'm gonna move on to how monkeypox is just a vaccine-induced herpes. The World Health Organization posted a picture of a girl's mouth with these like cold sore looking sores all over her mouth. And as I'm sitting there, I'm just like, what the actual fuck? That doesn't look like monkeypox. It looks like cold sores. So dozens of studies have found correlation between herpes sores developed post vaccination. World Health Organization and Big Pharma and daddy government, want you to think there's a new completely unrelated pandemic on its way and you're going to need another round of vaccinations. But they know the increase in sores is really an outbreak of herpes set on by vaccinations. They keep saying monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted disease. You just get it from sex, and mostly gay sex. But even though it's sexually transmitted, totally not STD, guys. But 100% I'm thinking the monkeypox virus isn't sexually transmitted, it's just a viral outbreak induced by the vaccine. There's so many articles now saying the new version of monkeypox doesn't show up like the OG one and can be easily confused with shingles and herpes. They say this version usually shows up around your privates or around your mouth. Monkeypox has historically attacked the entire body, not just those two specific places. The major difference in this current outbreak is the rash that starts to appear in the genital area and the anus rather than the face or trunk. So now if you say any of this on social media, 100% the fact checkers are gonna come for you. As a matter of fact, when I posted about this a couple of months ago, I was fact checked and my post was removed. The fact checkers basically said, monkeypox is not shingles and there's no evidence that the monkeypox outbreak has anything to do with the COVID-19 vaccine. Bullshit. There is an actual study published by the National Institute of Health, and it states, COVID-19 presents in various ways, but mainly as pulmonary disease. Skin manifestations have been reported, including reactivation of the varilla zooster virus. Our case report describes two adults developing herpes zoster after vaccination with the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 mRNA vaccination. Information coming out from Bangkok says three suspected monkeypox cases was, in fact, herpes. And that came from the Department of Disease Control, which is basically like their version of the CDC. And there are a lot of cases just like that. Now, here is an article that Bloomberg put out. Monkeypox is spreading through sex, but it's not a sexually transmitted infection. The virus can be easily mistaken for herpes or syphilis, and misdiagnosis could lead to undetected spread and incorrect treatment. Oh my god, you guys, is fucking clown world ridiculous stupidity going on right now? I I don't know. I just have to like shake my head and close my eyes and just like breathe because it's fucking infuriating. It's frustrating to see so many of our fellow citizens completely bamboozled by our medical authorities and government. And I'm using the term medical authorities in the loosest possible version because they're not medical authorities, they're fucking working for Big Pharma and working against the regular people you and me now I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of good news there's a physician filing a 25 million dollar defamation lawsuit against Houston Methodist Hospital so a physician who had her privileges suspended from Houston Methodist Hospital is the one filing the lawsuit Dr Mary Bowden is sinking 25 million dollars after she says the hospital defamed her In a 19-page lawsuit bowden says houston methodist hospital damaged her reputation and published defamatory statements to the press on social media she's hoping this lawsuit will make it easier and safer for other doctors who have experienced this to speak out she said the way they came after me was unprofessional unprecedented against the spirit of bylaws of their bylaws she goes on to say, I was proud to get my privileges there. It's very sad what they have become. So Dr. Bowden is an ENT doctor, which means ears, nose, throat, who runs her own private practice and says she's treated over 4,000 patients with COVID-19. She said, I tried my best to help the people that needed help. And Methodist came out against me in a very public way and a vicious way. They implied that I was dangerous which as a physician leaves a permanent scar on your record and reputation. So apparently back in the day when this all started going down, Bowdoin began sharing her opinions on Twitter, including the view the vaccine mandates were wrong. And she's saying that Methodist retaliated against her in an unprecedented manner. The lawsuit refers to a series of tweets from Houston Methodist that says Dr. Bowden's quote-unquote opinions about the COVID-19 vaccine and treatments which are harmful to the community and do not reflect a reliable medical evidence she said for them to imply that what i was doing is dangerous is the epitome of misinformation bowden says her opinions were not and are not harmful to patients or others in the community and the situation has turned her life upside down she says she's self-conscious now she's afraid when she goes out in public people are going to recognize her she's worried about the safety of her children so, Houston Methodist has not responded to any requests for an interview on this. KPRC2's Rochelle Turner reached out to Houston Methodist for a comment, but like I just said, crickets, they have not responded. Yeah, I'm just hoping this lawsuit will give some of these other doctors the feeling that, hey, this isn't right, we need to call them on it, and the best way to do that is hurt them in the pocketbook because these motherfuckers these administrators in the hospitals they're killing so many people and they're doing it because they want those cdc dollars flowing into their hospitals so now we're going to move on to the part of the show where i give you tips to survive agenda 2030. so i just discovered this store called winco actually garrett told me about it it's a total fucking madhouse it's not very clean but they have all the meats chicken pork beef, even seafood, at pre-inflation prices. We stocked the fuck up, and I still want more. We also got a diesel generator in case they cut our power, so at least that way we'll be able to power like a freezer or something like that. We got a dehydrator too, so if some bullshit goes down, we can start dehydrating our meat so it doesn't spoil. I also just got a bunch of heirloom seeds, uh, but I want more. I definitely want more. So I don't know if you guys have a if you guys have a lawn, tear that shit up and start planting crops or go somewhere in your backyard and just get the feel for it. It might not be uh, super easy at first, but I'm telling you, if you know how to grow your own food, it's definitely going to help you survive. The next thing on the list is medical supplies, you guys. Now, if you don't have a way to have a doctor give you hell of like oral antibiotics, go to a pet store and buy fish antibiotics. They have amoxicillin, penicillin, cephalexin, and they're literally made in the same factories as the human version. I stocked up on a bit of those, but I've heard they're trying to make that illegal that, you know, you can't just go in and buy fish antibiotics anymore. So I'm not sure what the deal is on that thing. Another really important thing to have is a good water filter, something that will take out bacteria and just shit that will kill you, a filter like that. I got this zero water filter and it just takes out the total dissolved solids like arsenic, lead, but it also takes out the electrolytes, which uh, isn't very good because you need electrolytes to stay hydrated. I'm actually still on the hunt for a filter like that. So if any of you guys have a good filter brand that you know works and you like or whatever, hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Share that info with me and then I will come here and tell all the listeners next week. And of course, the super important, guns and ammo. Now, as I, Now when I was at the Reno gun show, I was fucking floored at how expensive ammo has become. The best way to get ammo is through a wholesale dealer. That way you can get a huge amount and it's just a few hundred dollars. You can't expect to go to fucking Bass Pro or some shop like that and pay, you know, $30 for a box of nine millimeter. So I think that's about it for today. But before I leave here, in a couple of weeks, I'll be doing another show on Heather Cameron from Reading. So if any of you lovely Reading listeners has a way for me to contact her quote-unquote boyfriend, Daniel Lensby. Shoot me that information. I need to talk to this guy. I've talked to many other people involved in the case, but somehow this guy is a ghost and nobody can get a hold of him. I would really appreciate that information. Drop me a line at vanishedinthevalley@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I would greatly appreciate a way to get in contact with Daniel Lensby. Now, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about with the Heather Cameron case, Go way back in time to some of my first episodes and you'll see there's a bunch on Heather Cameron and Redding. There was one done maybe uh, last October where I was able to interview one of the people that everyone was kind of blaming for the situation. And just from what I learned talking to him, I don't think he's responsible. So that's why I need to contact Daniel Lunsby. Now, one more tidbit about that whole thing that happened at the Atlantis I don't know 100% what the hell was actually going on. I just know that when I got within three feet of this motherfucker going into my room, I got a terrible gut feeling to turn my ass around and get out of there. And 100%, I trust my gut. I always have, and it has definitely saved me from a lot of bad shit. So yeah, I don't know, I don't think I'll have ever have answers on what actually went down there that night but i'm definitely gonna keep my eye on the news coming out of reno because i know this man's name who was trying to get into the room and i won't be surprised if say in like a year or two he gets arrested for rape and murder because it just felt all bad like the hair on the back of my neck stood up all fucking bad so you guys as i always tell you be aware and don't forget your pepper spray cha ciao. ciao.